I'm sure vampirish is a word somewhere. If not, then it should be. Even I had to crack a smile at that. I'm serious, Zack. You need to get out of the city. I know things haven't been so good for you since no- It's fine, Mom. New subject. I'm with you, aren't I? I smiled at her in the mirror. I could tell the subject wasn't really dropped, just postponed. She knew damn well my smile wasn't real, but it was the best I could do. My family had been going to the old lake house since I was a kid. I used to look forward to it the entire year. The lake summers of my past were filled with great memories of swimming, fort building, and the easy friendships of youth. That had all changed last summer. I'd been dreading going back ever since. All I could see ahead were endless weeks of unhappiness. There was nothing there but trees and birds and memories of a boy who crept into my head when I was least prepared. I pushed my iPod's earbuds into my ears as far as they'd go and cranked the volume up. There had to be an hour or so to kill before we got to the cabin. I couldn't deal with any more grilling, and I thought I might throw up if I had to listen to my family sing another folk song. I must have fallen asleep, because the next thing I knew, I was being poked in the side by a very insistent finger. Zack, wake up, Snorty. We're here. Snorty? That's a new one. Maya smothered a giggle. Yeah, well, you didn't hear the sounds you've been making for the past 20 miles. They could probably hear them in the Bronx, but you missed out. Shut up, I grumbled, but without any heat. I ruffled Maya's gingerly curls so she would know I wasn't serious. She grinned at me and hopped out of the car, then ran toward the old cedar shake house perched on the side of Harper Lake. It had looked as if it were about to keel over for as many summers as I'd been there, but I suppose that was part of its charm. I heaved another huge sigh and peeled my sweaty back from the seat of the car, cringing at the wet slurping noise it made. Mine were the only bags left, so I struggled them out of the trunk and headed for the house in my usual bedroom, dragging my feet the entire way. It was close to midnight. The air was too heavy, and it was too quiet. Too everything, honestly. I sighed my millionth unhappy sigh of the day, and admitted to myself that I wasn't going to fall asleep. I decided I might as well do something rather than just lie there and look at the warped wooden ceiling. Only problem was, all my usual distractions were missing. No internet, no video games, no phone or TV. It sucked the big one. I had to get out of here, but I had nowhere to go. I figured I could get out of my stifling hot and silent room at least. I tiptoed to the bathroom and shut the door before turning on the bright fluorescent light. For long minutes, I studied myself in the mirror, wondering if what I was feeling was visible. I looked a little paler than usual. The ink black of my recent hair coloring adventure probably didn't do much for me. Other than that, I looked disappointingly normal. None of the heartbreak of being there showed on my face. I might have looked the same as usual, but I felt awful. The memories I'd spent the last twelve months running away from caught up to me once we got to the lake. It was seriously depressing. Every tree trunk and rock, my bedroom, the lake itself, they all reminded me of him, of Noah. I couldn't stand to be inside a second longer. It felt like the walls were strangling me and I had to get out. Careful not to wake up my sister, who I loved to death, but who had a mouth the size of the Chrysler building, I slid out the door. My mother wouldn't be pleased with me wandering around in the woods in the dark. 
Like most born and bred city people, she had a healthy fear of things that went bump in the night. At least in the wilderness. Give her a nut job in Times Square any day, she usually said. I'd always liked chirping birds and the occasional howl of a coyote. The forest didn't scare me. The months spent running through the trees were my happiest. At least they used to be. The night enveloped me the second I stepped out into the trees. As much as I didn't want to be at the lake again, I had to admit there was something about the place that called me. A sort of magic was there, still lingering from the past. I'd unconsciously been following the path to the dock where we used to swim and fish for hours until it was so dark we couldn't even see our hands. I stepped out into the ancient pilings, comforted by their familiar groaning. The dock ended about thirty feet out from the shore. I sank down on the end to sit in the same place I'd sat for hours at a time, year after year.